Welcome to the Female Disruptors Office Hours, a podcast audio experience created for women by women. My name is Lisa Beyer, and I will be your host. Each episode, I will interview females and minorities disrupting in their space. We're going to talk about how you can break through the age and gender discrimination, how women can take back your power, how you can have anything you want at any age. So let's get started. Hello, everybody, female disruptors. So happy Thursday or Friday, whatever time zone you're in. And I'm really excited to kick off this first office hours for female disruptors with Sarah Nally. So Sarah is the founder of She Evolves Community, and she is going to be talking about what exactly that community is all about. And Sarah is also going to be speaking of the Female Disruptors Virtual Summit. She is hosting her own event in the Fiji Islands. Hey. Hi. So welcome. We're Thank you. With Sarah Nally from New Zealand. And I've been following Sarah for, I don't know how long, forever. And she is definitely a female disruptor. Sarah, you're a female disruptor for sure. Thank you. Yeah. It's really nice when other people say things like that to each other, isn't it? It is. But Sarah, you right now, you are hosting an event called She Evolves. It's also a community. I just joined the Facebook group today. I'm so excited to be part of that. But share what exactly is She Evolves, the community. And then if you could take us back to how your journey to to She Evolves. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Yeah, She Evolves is, for me, quite selfishly, a really beautiful opportunity for me to connect with amazing women from around the world. And I Over the years, I've produced events and created communities. And for me, this one is like harnessing the best of all of those experiences and taking all that experience into something that I think can serve not only the world right now, but women right now. And there seems to be these kind of women are facing right now. You know, we've we've come so far, we're tired this, but in other ways it just doesn't. And it's like super frustrating. And so I just wanted to create something that was really like beautiful and feminine and, you know, all kind of like nurturing so that we could come together and do what women do best, you know, connect and share and lift each other higher and have opportunities world a little bit more. So for me, this is not my first rodeo, as I like to say. I launched an event series in Australia many years ago called Wired for Wonder. And Wired for Wonder was part of ComBank's innovation series. We had like up to 3,000 people coming to these kind of conference experiences. It was like TED only kind of cooler. Some people attended and actually said to me, it reminded them a bit of South by Southwest. And we featured speakers like Brown, Nolan Bushnell and Guy Kawasaki and Venus Sajwala and Dr. Jordan, like, a little bit polarizing, a little bit kind of cutting edge was about creating disruption. It was how do we disrupt people's thinking? How do we wake people up and get them to like actually think for themselves? Because I just saw too often people were like coming to work, doing the robot, going home, doing the family. And the family like memes were even things I'd seen on TV. Like they were, they were like just living, but not necessarily living. So that was like chapter one. Then I had this like beautiful opportunity to pair up with one of my best friends, Libby Babette, who was on The Biggest Loser in Australia. She was just amazing. I love her. We lived together when we were like little baby girls, you know, just out of uni and excited about life. And both of us were really passionate about nurturing women's well-being and their wonder. And we launched Nurture Her. Nurture Her was just beautiful. It still is. It's still going. I'm no longer part of that experience. Libby's now working with a couple of other really incredible female founders to continue to bring that to life. And 
I have so much respect for that amazing community because we we built something pretty special there, which was lovely. After I sold my share of that business, I had like a three-year non-compete. So I had to like basically wait out that period and just make sure that like I, I didn't kind of launch anything else. And in that time, I did all the soul searching. It was like, would I do something like that again? Wouldn't I? Should I do something for men and women? Should I do something for men? And there was this sort of point in my life where I'm a mother of girls and boys. My grandmother was poorly and my sister was actually unwell as well. And she went through this experience in the health system, which kind of frightened us, to be honest. We found it full of bias and and really quite challenging. And then my grandmother, just before she died, we sat and had these really beautiful conversations about her life. And I sort of realised, like, we need to do something for women. So that's where it's come about. Yeah, this has been definitely a couple years of disruptive years for women, you know, setbacks, mm. you know, here in, in the United States, for sure, globally, because of the pandemic. And, you know, we've had to wear so many hats, yeah. you know, being a mom and also being an entrepreneur. And, you know, you're wearing multiple hats professionally right now. Yes. Um, <laughs> tell us about that side of your your profession too. That's the not not the she evolves and nurture her side, but you have this whole like design. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it, so I'm gonna let you describe it. Like this, I'm this crazy kind of fusion person. I really love the idea of holding space for women to be able to change their mind and change their career as often as they like change their clothes if they want to. Like I love the idea of like normalizing change and that all being okay. So I've been an entrepreneur. I've started businesses. I've sold businesses. I've also been in corporate. So both in corporate Australia and corporate New Zealand, I've worked in banks, which often when I meet people, they're like, what you work in a bank. And I'm like, yes, they do. Because I'm quite fascinated by the value exchange of money. And I'm quite fascinated by financial wellbeing. And I'm also really, really passionate about the psychology of money and how we understand how we can break through some of our kind of money mindsets, if you like, to really help us be as abundant as we possibly can be. So I get to wear a hat right now where I get to lead design designers. I've got like 45 amazing designers in my team. And we're leaning into really big problems that are all around kind of socioeconomic, you know, progress and sustainability and financial well-being. So it's really quite heartwarming. I've written an MBA in design thinking. My absolute favorite thing in the world is talking about design thinking because I really believe that when you adopt that mindset anything is possible like it's an actual process to take you through complexity and you know using tools and techniques to like open your brain and like start to make choices and to really see that there's other things out there and then using the techniques to kind of close in and actually hone in on what the right choices for you are so that you can make those choices and then experimenting and playing and testing like does it actually work and then actually making choices again and going forward with what seems to be resonating for me is just such a powerful frame and I have applied that a number of times not just at work but in my life and I, I think it's yeah one of those things I just want everyone to have access to. It seems like you're really tapping into right brain and left brain in a very high yeah. level, aesthetically beautiful way where you're combining like the beauty of analytics with the beauty of design. And, you know, for many, it's hard to do both. You know, it's either one or the other. And I mean, I can say firsthand tapping into my creative side, my right brain has really allowed me to, you know, 
get really super innovative with ideas and problem solving and patience and empathy and you know synchronicity i mean all yeah. things have really bubbled up from just focusing on design or you know getting creative whether it's through art or music or color or i mean you can name other examples i would love for you to of how somebody can actually you know kind of do what you're doing on their own yeah so my personality is I'm actually quite rational and and serious and I like to I love science and I love kind of technology and I love understanding how things work but then my spirit is very creative and like very open and like interesting so I I sort of had that anyway but what I found was that some of these tools and techniques actually helped me understand those sides of myself and harness the good of each of them. And I, I believe everybody can be creative. I also believe everyone can be analytical. And I think all of these things are teachable. I just recently finished a diploma in neuropsychology, which is about looking at the brain structure, function and behavior. And neuropsychologists in the past have removed different parts of people's brains or study people who through accidents have lost parts of their brains and seeing what kind of happens with the humans, you know, behavior and like their functionality, et cetera. The really fascinating thing is the brain compensates. So it kind of can reallocate resource, if you like, in many ways, but there are certain parts of the brain that can't compensate. So if they get removed or unfortunately you suffer damage, that can actually have prolonged kind of effects on you. But the most interesting thing for me is that your brain is this amazing learning thing and it's Europe, you know, it's plastic. It's like, it's more stretchy and kind of non-binary than you would probably think. And when we tap into those different skills or capabilities, that's when we can make magic happen, right? So through painting or, or choosing an outfit and actually putting color together and playing with makeup. Like I always think of these different things. I'm like, these are all art. These are all opportunities to be creative, cooking in the kitchen, color coding your books on your, on your bookshelf, like organizing things. Also an opportunity to think creatively about how you sort of organize. And I think what I'm most fascinated about is like the tension or the nexus of where like creativity and analytics align. And I really think there's a powerful kind of energy in that, you know, I work really closely with the data and analytics team because I'm like, show me the data and then we'll do interesting things with that from a design perspective. And I think people like individually, when they kind of harness those different sides of themselves, they, they can make magic happen, you know, but one of the biggest things I think most people have to get over is thinking they're not creative. I was just because it's like nine yeah, out of ten I was just people thinking, I like over and over in my brain like when you were talking how people say but i'm not creative i'm so i, I am not artistic i am yeah. not the creative type this and that and it's almost like uh when trauma happens like trauma is something that you can't you know you don't know when it's going to happen to you it just happens to you and it happens to your brain and you yeah. know I'm learning a lot about trauma so trauma yeah. in the brain can be you know what was done to your brain with trauma can be undone you know and it's just like it's almost like how you're saying the the brain is like really? you know you can mold it and you know so with creativity you could do purposely to the brain what trauma does like unintentionally to the brain right oh yeah disrupt, disrupt yourself like i i often think pattern disrupting yourself is super powerful because it is about kind of sparking new neural connections and getting your brain to exercise in different ways now 
the more you do that, the more patterning you'll create, the more you'll actually end up sort of being that essentially. But one of the first things you have to do is step out of those weird things you tell yourself, like I'm not creative or I am more analytical than that or whatever, whatever those little stories are that you're telling yourself. They are literally just the code mm-hmm. that you've picked up for life to today. You know, a teacher told you you're not that creative or like <clears throat> someone else might have told you, oh, you're really good at science. Like these are all just opinions, you know, that you've absorbed and made your truths, but like that's not actually your truth. So I'm super fascinated about like any time I hear that narrative going, hey, what do you mean? Talk to me about that. Like having a little conversation, it sounds like a little bit crazy, but like having a little conversation in my head where I press pause and get curious about whatever that thing is that just popped into my head so that I can understand, like, is that a limiting belief? Is that something that's like potentially holding me back? Is that trauma? And I heard this thing the other day, which I absolutely loved. It was like, trauma is any time your brain goes, what the fuck to an experience that you've been like exposed to. And I was like, Hey, that kind of explains the little traumas you have as well as the big traumas. Like if your brain is like scanning the environment, looking for patterns, sense making, doing its best damn job to make sense of your world for you within your frame and shit happens that it's like, I don't understand that. Trauma doesn't always have to be bad. So if you think about it, like some of those what the fuck moments, those, those, you know, traumatic by definition, but like those moments could actually lead to you thinking in a different way or experiencing things in a different way. And I've often thought any of the trauma that I've experienced and like anyone, I've had some trauma, like I've had some things happen along the way and I've tried to mine those for the good. You know, they've made me more empathetic. They've made me a kinder, more understanding human. They've helped me see things from totally different perspectives. And so naturally I sort of think, well, what happened in my brain? My brain got opened, right? So instead of trauma being this like frightening thing that closes us down, what happens if we get curious about our trauma and we get to know it and we understand it and we integrate it mm-hmm. in a way that's kind of meaningful that can help us access greater parts of ourselves. Definitely. You made me think of something that one of my good friends, she would tell me she had this strategy. This is a really funny strategy hack because you're talking about, you know, what you're wearing and, you know, it's all creativity and it makes a difference in how you feel. And she was yeah. like, you know, she would go and have like, she would happen and have to go to work and have like a really bad hangover. She would purposely pick out like her most favorite outfit and get totally dressed up and like overdo her makeup and like because it just shifted her whole mindset like you know like totally like terrible inside feeling but it would make her feel like so much better because she forced herself to like level up to feel you know the look better because she was so hungover I just thought that was and ever since she told me that I'm like okay like every once in a while I I do that (laughs) I do it and like my friends used to call me a hippie and lippy because like I love bright lipstick yeah and I remember years ago this girl wearing bright lipstick and I thought to myself I'd never do that you know those weird little stories you tell yourself and I was like hang on a second we'll never do that and then actually when I unpacked it it was like no I want to do that I'm just afraid people will think other things about me whatever those things were and when I bashed through those obstacles I like went and bought my first pink lipstick and I wore it to work like the next week. And I got so many comments. People were like, oh, you look great, you know? And I love compliments. I don't know about you, but like, how nice is it when someone's like, oh, you look nice today. It's like, thanks. Exactly. Like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's so, so true. 
So Sarah, what are some like key messages, like actionable messages that you can offer to women and how is she evolves, like, you know, take some of that to the next level at your event? Mm, I love it. So there's this design thinking has gone through like different evolutions and it's kind of gone through, you know, these five phases that you go through to this double diamond method to then this more kind of simple method, which is like inspiration, ideation, no inspiration, ideation, and then iteration. That's right. So it's like just essentially taking you through this sort of three cycles. And so within the She Evolves program, my hidden vegetables in this is like, how do I get people to experience that so that they know they've been through it? And at the end, they're like, oh, wow, I've experienced that. I can design my own life. So it's purposefully curated in a way to give people inspiration. So the speakers are there to make sure that people can like get that like different perspective, you know, and we've all been to events over the years. We know they work, but the why is really, really interesting for me. It's like, when we lift someone from our tribe and we put them on a stage and we want to hear their stories, like there's something really beautiful about that, you know, that celebration of humanity and of storytelling and of women's experience. And so, you know, I've selected women who I think will inspire the community and get them to think differently. And then within that, we are going to create space for ideation. So I create a journal for every experience that I put together. I was just thinking, do I have one on my bookshelf? I might not. But basically it's like quite a detailed experience journal where we ask questions and get people to self-locate and self-reflect. And the difference between self-location and self-reflection for me is like, where am I actually at right now? And where would I like to be? And then what are the steps that I need to take to actually get there? So we facilitate and make sure that people take the time to unpick that um, and then put people into wisdom circles. So, you know, neuroscience, behavioral science always talks about like the power of groups to actually help get around you. It's why gyms are so successful. Like, you know, it's why Noom is so successful because actually connecting you in with a community of other people who are on the same path for change is super, super powerful. So one of the things we're going to do is go, well, okay, these women all want to look for a new job. They're all redefining their career. Great. Let's put them into a group and actually, you know, give them some choreographed conversation to help support each other through that. These women are all like IVFing and trying for babies. Great. Let's like put them in that. And then of course they get to kind of celebrate. These ones all want to quit their jobs. Awesome. We'll go there. These ones all want to leave their partners. Cool. We'll start like a pre-divorce club, like whatever that kind of is. And the themes will obviously be determined by the community. And that's something I'm really passionate about because, you know, I've had experiences where I've been surrounded by like-minded, like-hearted women who are on a similar path and holy wow. It's like glitter has just been like thrown on you and you just get propelled in this totally different direction. So yeah, super keen to create that for other women. Yeah. So these are just some points that I pulled from the website, discover who you are, enhance your relationships, learn healthy habits, find your sense of purpose and get a new lease on life. I mean, who doesn't want that? Right. And a lot of these things promise that, but like, I suppose my psycho back end is <laughs> I've gone into the science, you know, I've gone deep into the science to go, but how do you actually help people do that? How do you actually make sure it's sustainable? How do you give people the frameworks and opportunities to actually make sure that gets embedded? Because I don't know about you, but I've been to some stuff in the past where it's been super nice, but everything's fallen away for me after the experience because the scaffolding isn't there. So really passionate about making sure that we get the scaffolding so that we can create that sustainable change. And I mean, the one thing that I really tuned into over the past year through the whole creative side is your intuition. And I feel like it's part of, you know, 
what she evolves is yeah. going to be kind of tapping into is that we all have intuition and sometimes we don't even realize that we don't pay attention to it just like i believe we're all female disruptors and like you know some women don't even realize they are but i mean the intuition yeah. is a huge part of being female and you know, you, you mentioned, just talk a little bit about the destination Fiji islands, which this is just a coincidence, but my Fiji water, again. I, I, <laughs> but, I mean, who doesn't want to go to Fiji first of all. Um, but there is some, you know, method to your destination. Totally. So I do want to talk about intuition because I kind of went deep into that as well. I was like, is intuition real, you know, and what's the difference between instinct and intuition? What's the difference between gut feel and a higher sense of like, actually I'm connecting to something bigger that's kind of messaging to me, that sort of thing. And I'm super fascinated by that. I do believe everybody has got really strong intuition, but I believe you have to like make a relationship with it to build the trust and actually get really meaningful like information, if you like, from your intuition. And if you're like even just part kind of testing it, like, oh, what does my intuition say? And if it was wrong once and then you stop asking it, then you're going to stop actually having a really meaningful relationship with it. I have an intense relationship with my intuition. I check in all the time and I trust it deeply, really, really deeply. I have to often meditate or like get into a zone to be able to listen to it because we naturally live in a really, really busy information-soaked world. And so sometimes things feel like intuition, but they're actually messaging you've picked up you know, during your day, whether it was like on Zoom calls with other people or TV shows that you watched or a magazine article that you read, like you're constantly getting dirty stuff, you know, coming through your kind of feed, if you like, or your channel. And so like clearing the channel and kind of getting close with that. So Fiji for me, hundred percent is like intuition, but it's also got this really beautiful feminine energy. And there's something about stepping off the plane and you're like, you're just like hit with this just beautiful warmth and it's so soft and you can't help but just take that big deep breath and you just are already letting go of things that you don't need to be where you are. So I also had to follow my intuition in choosing the venue and that was tricky because I had a lot of people telling me like, oh, I don't like that venue as much as I like other venues. But something about the Shangri-La really called to my heart and I think what I loved about it was it's an older property and they've spent some money on it it has the best food I think of all the places that we go and Fiji's not known for its food so that's kind of helpful but I really loved that there are parts of it that look a little bit kind of like aged and then there are these other parts that look really fresh and new and there's something about that polarity that I think is really important when you're doing self-discovery work because if you're just in this glossy capsule you miss that opportunity for mirroring that can happen within your environment that can help you see stuff that's happening for you. So if you rock up and go, wow, it's looking a bit tired. My question to you is, where do you feel that about yourself? If you rock up and go, oh my goodness, this is full of possibility. Again, the question is great. What are you seeing in terms of yourself? Because your environment is only ever reflecting back to you what's going on within. So true. It's so true, <laughs> right? And how you perceive it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So my kind of intention for this was, and it's tricky, right? Because like you obviously want everyone to have an amazing time and their rooms are beautiful. So I've spent quite a lot upgrading the rooms. It's really beautiful. But I liked that there was a little bit of polarity at the edge. And I like that we'll get to kind of explore that different kind of environment and experience as we go. We will be doing a village visit because I just think it's really important to kind of connect with a more local kind of vibe and feeling understanding and experiences from that perspective. And I've got an incredible speaker who actually studied how Pacifica women learn. And it's very different 
to how other cultures learn. And so I think we can learn a little something from these women as well, which will be really beautiful. Well, I'm excited to share the details. We'll put links to the community and to the website. We're also offering Female Disruptors a special discount code that we'll also include in the email to the community. So another perk of being part of the Female Disruptors community is that we bring you other communities that are like-minded, like She Evolves and Sarah, thank you so much. If you had to give a couple tips to somebody that might not make it to Fiji, but they can join the community, number one, right? Totally. So our Facebook community, please jump on and join us. I think the content's going to start to sort of hot up after the experience. We'll be doing a lot of skill pills and experience sort of bites as we go through the journey, which will be really cool. But the idea will be like from, from October onwards, I'm sort of thinking of October as like the launch date there'll be provocations in there to get people to think differently and to pattern disrupt and to really get people to start to self-reflect and identify like, where am I at right now? Where would I like to be? And what do I need to do to make the change? That's awesome. Besides you and She Evolves, are there any other resources that you could recommend, whether it's a podcast that you love or a book or just, you know, one or two tools? Yeah. The Conscious Leadership Group have got a thing called the 15 Conscious Leader Commitments. And I'm a huge fan of that. They also have a little video that talks about the line and the concept of self-location. And I'm a huge fan. It's all free, which I, again, absolutely love. I'm part of the exchange community in the US and they've also got really great kind of resources around storytelling and positive change and how you kind of mine a positive core to create both individual, relational and collective change, which I absolutely love as well. And uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of this, a few Enneagram podcasts just on Spotify. I also listen to Brene Brown. She's like one of my kind of go-tos because wow. she's, anytime I'm like in a kind of like funky I love her and then a girl at the moment by the way like I put her to be loved song on and just like rock out in the car and just feel so freaking amazing I love her so much but Agape Stasinopoulos is my other fave and I've got her books but speaking to spirit is just beautiful we had dinner actually in New York and she read a couple of her prayers to us over dinner and I literally had that like whole body tingles just reading those it was just so beautiful she's super connected to spirit which is really very inspiring well that's how i feel now with you and i'm sure fiji is just going to be to the next level so thank you so much for even like launching she evolves and going for another round with this women focused community we need it we globally we all need to just be together and create together and grow together i'm so manifesting you to be there so we can hang out for that five days it's going to be incredible same thing yeah (laughs) all right Sarah well thank you so happy Friday to you it's Thursday for me and have a great weekend and for everybody that is listening to this thank you and we will be in touch thanks guys stay wonderful bye thank you for joining us on the female disruptors office hours if you want more please check out our website at femaledisruptors.com we are hosting the second annual female disruptors virtual summit in January 2023 and I would love to see you there femaledisruptors.com Thank you so much to our sponsors, The Buyer Group, Goat Social, and Social Media Pros.